0: If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. I thought I'd start this morning with a visual aid. I don't uh, often, but I thought I'd start with a visual aid. You know, being a good primary school teacher, sometimes it helps us to remember it. So why have I brought this? Go on, go on, Alison. Was it Alison or Jill? Or... Because it's holy. But there's more to it than that, okay? It's holy. So actually, because it's holy, it can separate things, yeah? So later on, when some of you are making your dinner, you'll get your, your peas that are in boiling water, and you'll pour them into this, and it'll separate the peas from the water. It sets apart the peas. So not only is this holy it can make other things holy because holy means set apart. It means separated. It means consecrated. So a colander is holy and can make other things holy. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was all right. I, I thought that was quite good. Who uses a colander or a sieve? You know? Yeah. So whenever you see a colander or a sieve, you'll think, oh, what did Johnny say about a colander? Oh, it separates me peas from water. It's holy... And because it's holy, it can make other things holy, okay? Right? We'll come back to the calendar later, right? I know you're excited. I am. Okay. For those of you who are new, I've got another suite, I'll save that till later. For those of you who are new, we've been doing a series on uh, the names of God, and the names of God, aka God, what he's also known as, and we've gone through six, I think, so far, Is my mathematics is correct. So uh, the first one was Jehovah Jireh, which means God, my provider. Okay, this helps when we're all sat, uh, we shouldn't be sat closer because we're trying to be safe, aren't we? Um, Jehovah Jireh was the first one. Then it was Elohim, which means creator, the God that creates. From the beginning, he was creating, he's still creating and will always be, and he's creating. Then we had Adonai, which means master. Master. Okay, I've missed one, haven't I? the uh, El Shaddai, you see? So Adonai means master, which means ownership. He's bought you, he's redeemed you. Uh, El Shaddai means almighty, the almighty God, the one who's over all and everything. And then we had Jehovah Raffi or Rapha, which means the Lord is my healer. And we talked about what that means. And last week we had Jehovah Nissi, which was the Lord is my Banner something you, that goes before, that represents who you are. And today we have Jehovah Mekadesh. okay? Sounds a bit strange, doesn't it? Mekadesh. everybody say Mekhadesh. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're special. <laughs> say it without a smile on your fi- face, you know? Okay, and then, do, then spend the next five minutes apologizing that you didn't mean special in that way, okay? You're special. Because actually we all are, we've been chosen. Today, you might feel that you're rubbish, you might feel that you're worthless, you might feel that you're no good, but you have been chosen, picked, and you've been chosen to be set apart, but you've got to make the choice as well. It's not just something God will do. Another thing that I thought about when I thought about holiness, because holy, holiness means to separate from something and to separate it to something. Okay, so separate it from to separate to. So it separates from sin, from the stuff that's not great, to God himself. Yeah, so he's saying, I want you away from that and on my side. I want you with me and I want to be with you. So another thought I had about holiness in that way that helped me to think about it was, when I was younger and we had Sunday lunch, my dad had the responsibility for dividing up the desserts. Okay, so if we had visitors, we might have, let's say we had a cheesecake or a roulade, like a roulade, who likes a roulade, yeah, okay, maybe we had a roulade, a cheesecake and maybe we had, I don't know, I think two desserts was probably more than enough, especially looking at me now, but we had these desserts, so my dad would say to everyone at the table, who would like meringue? So everyone who wants meringue will put the hand up. Who, who's gone through this process? I'm just looking at blank faces as if to say, Johnny, this is, this is revolutionary this morning. If I've not learned anything about God this morning, I'm learning about desserts. No, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He said, who would like meringue? Who would like roulade? So let's say four people wanted meringue and six people wanted roulade. Awkward numbers. So my dad would make five portions of meringue and seven portions of roulade. Why did he do that? Because on a Monday, guess what he had for lunch? (laughs) He had a piece of each that he had set apart. He'd set apart from everybody else and he'd set it apart to himself. He had made those desserts holy, if you like, okay? (laughs) Here, set them apart from something set them apart to something that is what holiness is often you hear the phrase a holy joe and you think it's just somebody who does good things or perhaps he's religious but holiness is to be set apart to set out, to be separated from remember the cull okay? some of us in this church I'm just giving you loads this morning before we start the bible reading just so that you've got it in your head what holiness is and what it isn't some of us in this church sometimes wear these Jeff, yeah? Okay. You might not know where this is, but this means that we've been, we've been set apart. We can go places that other people can't go. Ooh. Okay, Don't get too excited. It means you can go and stand in the turnstile booth and let people into the football with a scanner. But it means no one else can and there's yellow areas at the football ground and only people with the yellow lanyards can go in. Why? Because we've been set apart from everybody else. It doesn't really set you apart a lot. But we've been set apart from everybody else so that people know what we represent, yeah? So there's three little things for you to think about there, about holiness, and hopefully you'll learn something. So this morning we're going to read from Exodus chapter 31, verses 12 to 13, where the first time this name of God, Jehovah Mekadesh, is mentioned. And this means the Lord that makes you holy. The Lord that makes you holy. So part of God's character is to make you holy. How can he do that? Because he's already holy. Yeah? He's already set apart. Let's read just these two verses. Before I read them, a bit of context. Bit of context, Moses has been given the law, the Ten Commandments. He's been told the rules. He's been told what can and can't be done. Because God says, I know what's right for you, and I know what's wrong for you, and I don't want you going down that path because it's not going to help you. And so Moses has been given the rules, the law, and then we see these two verses, Exodus 31, verses 12 to 13, it says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites... You must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come so that you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am Jehovah Mekadesh. Okay? I'll read those two verses again. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, You must observe my Sabbaths. Why? Because this will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy we'll leave the verses up there okay must is pretty definitive isn't it you must do something you know Simon if your dad says you must do something you're going to do it he's nodding his head now but in his head he's like it depends what it is must is quite important isn't it if someone says you must do something then you must do it you must do it And in this verse here to the Israelites, God says to Moses, you must stop. Sabbath means to stop, to pause. You must stop and rest for a day. Why? Rest and focus on me. Not just stop and do nothing, not just stop and rest completely, but stop and fix your eyes on God. It's not enough just to think, well, I'm having a day off and I'm going to do this. It's a day that God says you must give to me. When I got married... I said some words, okay? Anyone else got married and said some words, yeah? Okay, said some words. And one of the words was linked to this thing here. I think I can get it off. My fingers aren't that fat, okay? One of the sets of words was linked to this, okay? And it was something like, I give you this ring as a sign of my love, yeah? Could anyone, is anyone still awake? Sorry, <laughs> are you just too busy thinking, I wish I was in Sunday school doing the dances to the music? Aki, I know, maybe, yeah. Me too, but I've got to be here. I must be here. This, I give you this ring as a sign of my love. Yeah? It's a sign to Roz that my love should be unending, and it's a sign to her that I love her. But also, it's a sign to other people as well. It's an outward sign to others that I love Ros, And she's got a ring on as well, because I liked it. Put a ring on it. Okay. <laughs> I've got to be careful. I just go off my notes so often that that's why I go over time, because I just get a bit carried away with the the giddiness, sorry. It's the culling this morning. I'm going to blame the culling So, even if people don't know me, they can see, can't they? Even if people don't know me, they can see. What can they see? They can see I am set apart from everyone else. I am already chosen. I am already special to somebody. I am set apart from them to Ross. I am set apart. I am special. It shows that I am loved and that I belong. Sadly, it doesn't always work that way, does it? Because we are people. But with God, he says, I want you to be mine, set apart, and he will not let us down. He is faithful. I've got a watch on. Now you might think it's a nice watch. And you could go in a shop and see loads of watches like this. Loads of watches. But when me and Ross started going out, it was in front of a house in Morecambe, and Ray Tate was taking me home. And me and Ross had been having a few chats. Quite a few chats, wasn't it? Yeah, a few chats for probably about three years. And uh, we stood in front of this house. Ray Tate was in his car. He claims he saw the first kiss. He didn't, but anyway, um, (laughs) that was by the by. I was a teenager, Joel, you know, we do things we shouldn't do. <laughs> what did you say less than that? <laughs> okay, I'm now getting lost. We were studying in front of this house anyway. We'd been talking and chatting for about three years, and I turned to Ross, because Ray wanted to get home, and he was driving, and I just said to Ross, should we go for it? <laughs> Shall we go for it? And then I got home and I rang her, didn't text because we didn't have mobile phones, I had to ring her and I went, you did know what I meant, didn't you? Shall we go for it? And she went, yeah, I think I did. And actually that was the start of a blooming and blossoming love and relationship, wasn't it? Yeah. She, she didn't like me very much this morning, by the way. that's by the way. <laughs> but anyway, but this watch, she bought me for my silver wedding anniversary, okay? But it's like any watch in the shop, apart from the fact that if you look on the back, it's written on. And it says, we went for it. (laughs) We went for it. Happy anniversary, I love you, 25 years, you know. This watch is set apart. If it's lost, I know who it belongs to. It doesn't belong to anyone but me. It was set apart for me, and it was given from Ross. You know, that's what holiness is. Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who makes you holy. He takes you out and says, I want you to be mine. I'm going to write my name on your heart. I'm going to write my, my word in your heart. The Sabbath, they were said, you must observe the Sabbath. What did that remind them of? Elohim, the creator. But Why did it remind them of the creator? Because on the seventh day he rested. If God needs a rest, then we need a rest. If you don't have a rest, you're saying you're better than God. We need to rest, but not just sleep. We need to stop and be at peace. What does the Bible say? Be still and know. It doesn't just say be still. Be still and know that I am God. You must observe the Sabbath. You must observe the Sabbath. It's what set them apart from all the other nations around them. It's what made them different. People looked at that and go, That is weird. Then, you know, why are, they, why are they stopping and going to the temple and celebrating? It wasn't just a day to say, I'm going to be on my own. It was a day to say, Let's come together corporately. Let's celebrate. Let's worship. Let's praise. Let's do all these things and lift the name of God high because He is holy. And because He's holy, I can be made holy. Yeah? It's a day that's different. It's a day to gather. It's a day to remember him and a day to look to him. But it's also, if you read those verses, it's not so that others will know they are holy. It says, so that you may know. Yeah? So this ring is a reminder to me that I'm set apart. Not just every, It's not a hands-off Johnny. He's mine. You know. I know that that's a really severe warning. You know? I think there's other things about me that probably go, you're, not, you're all right, Johnny. It's fine. But it's also a reminder to me whenever I see it, whenever I, you know, whenever I just play with it, it's a reminder to me that I'm set apart. The Sabbath was a reminder to them that they were set apart. When we don't, step and, when we don't stop and rest in God, then we forget what he has done and what he is doing. Yeah? When we don't get involved, when we don't come to worship, when we don't celebrate, we forget what he's done and what he's doing. We need to stop and know that he is God. You must observe the Sabbath. You must stop and rest. It's no good being burnt out. He is the God that has chosen you. He is the God that has set you aside. But you've got to choose him as well. He is the God who says, I make you holy. I make you different. I make you precious. I make you belong. I make you belong. Most of us in this world are looking for belonging. God says, I'm the one that can do that. Stop chasing the other stuff. It will not satisfy. It will not make you feel like you belong. Mechadesh means making you holy. The Lord that makes you holy. The word Kadesh is the Hebrew word that means holy, consecrated, sanctified. Sanctified is a very, very long word. Yeah? Hands up if you've never heard the word sanctified. Sanctified. Everyone's heard the word sanctified. Brilliant. Okay. It sounds very complicated. I remember a preacher called Richard Parnaby. He was called Richard Parnaby, wasn't he? I had a bit of a flashback that he was called David Parnaby, but I think he was called Richard Parnaby. And he talks like this. No, it doesn't matter to you, you don't know him, but it makes me feel happy. And he used to say, this phrase he used to say, are you in the S-A-S? Who wants to be in the S-A-S this morning? Anyone? No one? Are you in the S-A-S? The sanctified, available saints, okay? That's quite a good impression of him, I think, if you know him. That's quite good. Yeah. Anyone know Richard, of me. I tell you, it's a good impression. Anyway, sanctified, available, are you in the SAS? Are you a sanctified, available saint? In other words, have you chosen to be set apart? Have you said, God, I want you to make me holy? I want you to work on me. I accept your shaping and your changing. Have you said, yes, I submit to you because you're the God that can do it? That's what he was meaning. Are you in the SAS sanctified available saints? Sanctified and saints are from the same word. They both mean, are you holy? And you might say, well, Johnny, you know, I don't feel very holy. I do stuff that's wrong. That's not what holiness actually is. That's the Process the first thing God says is, I'll make you holy, I'll make you holy, but it's not just God's responsibility. God starts the engine on the journey, God starts the step on the journey and says, I'll make you holy because of Jesus, I'll make you holy and clean because actually I've set you apart. You're now different from everybody else because you've got my spirit in you, you're now changed, but actually. It's not just God that makes us holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 has the phrase, be holy as I am holy. There's an instruction. Be holy because I'm holy. In other words, you've got a responsibility to be holy, to be set apart, to be different. You know, God gives us a new position before him. He says, you're my son or my daughter. That's when he makes us holy. When we say, God, I want you to make me holy doesn't make you like a colander. doesn't fill you with holes. But he makes you different and special. He makes you set apart. He starts us on a journey to become more like him. But is that all it is? Is that where we stop? No. The book of Leviticus features this Mekadesh word more than any other book. And that's because Leviticus is all about how to worship God and how to live life that worships God. It's not the most exciting of books in some ways. If you're reading the Bible in a year from start to finish, you'll probably get stuck in Leviticus because it starts to talk about the materials and stuff that might get mold in them and what to do if you've got mildew in your house and uh, exciting things like that, You know, which we all want to know about, don't we? But actually it says, these, these are my rules, people, that will help you. you know, we get the word quarantine. When people have to stay away from other people, it comes from the law of God. It comes from that place. I know it's French in origin, that word, but it's because they spent 40 days outside of the encampment if they were ill. God set that in place so that the illness didn't spread. He wasn't being cruel. He was like, you need to stay away so it doesn't kill everybody. That's a good rule, isn't it? We don't necessarily want to read about it in our devotionals. But in this book it says, God makes us holy, but it says this. Uh, full of laws like cursing parents. Just before Leviticus, sorry, I'll, I'll give you the passage. Leviticus 20, verses 7 to 8. Just before this, it talks about some of the rules. It says things like, don't worship local gods. Don't follow spiritualists. Don't visit mediums. Don't go down that route because actually, they're not from me. And then in the middle of this, and after that, it says about cursing your parents. Okay, guys, Joel? Um, Don't curse your parents. But in the middle of this passage, Leviticus 20, verses 7 to 8, it says this. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am Jehovah Mekadash. But what does it say at the beginning? Consecrate yourself. Consecrate is the same word as holy. It's the same meaning. It comes from the same place, Kadesh. I'm trying to get into Richard Parnaby or Sean Connery, maybe. <laughs> when does Sean Connery get to Wimbledon? About tennis, Yeah, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a joke. Okay. People will criticise me later saying, don't do that, Johnny, and I'm right. I shouldn't do it. Consecrate yourselves. Consecrate means make holy. Consecrate yourself. I am the Lord who makes you holy, but some of us think, yeah, hey, I've got my ticket for the gates of heaven. I'll just slide it through the QR scanner, and I'm in because he's made me holy. He's got me started on that journey. I've got me ticket, Way, But actually God wants more than that. He wants more than that. He wants us to make ourselves holy. He wants us to set apart ourselves. How do we do it? By following God's way, by listening to his truth, by seeking him by prayer follow God's way. He begins the work, but we have responsibility to make ourselves different. But it's not on our own. He does it with his help because he will be making us holy while we choose to consecrate ourselves. Does that make sense? It's both people in teamwork. Make yourself holy comes after I'm the one who makes you holy. First, God's to, to, sorry, first choose God, and then make our decisions matter. That's what it's saying. Choose God, and then start making decisions that align with his word. The Amish people of Pennsylvania have chosen to set themselves apart very, very deliberately. They don't have televisions, they don't have cars, they they don't have technology. They have set themselves apart and keep themselves quiet to themselves, very simple lifestyle and you might say well surely Johnny that's a bit legalistic that's just really going to that extreme of following rules but it's not really showing holiness maybe it's just saying it's a bit boring to follow God but a few years ago in Pennsylvania five innocent Amish girls were killed by an outsider to their community which shows that as much as the Amish people want to be separate from the world they're living in they can't completely be because the world has got sin in it However, here to me is the greatest evidence of their holy lifestyle, their focus and dependence on God. Because what happened next was they forgave the man who killed their precious daughters and they reached out to the family of the murderer. That shows holiness, set apart, different, God's strength at work in their lives, a transformation of heart, not just action. Transformation from the inside out. I wonder if something similar happened in our churches today. Would we be able to extend that grace? We would like to think so, wouldn't we? But think of the things that have hurt you over the last year. Is it still in your heart a little bit? Still harboring a bit of a grudge? These people forgave a murderer and reached out to his family. That's grace, isn't it? grace what have you done i always find that song it's awful if grace grace heatherinson's here because she might feel really sort of condemned grace what have you done grace what have you done grace is the thing that has gone above and beyond for you and for me so that we can choose to be set apart the law was very much about outward actions but you know what following the rules do influence inside changes Following what God says does influence our lifestyle. It does influence the choices we make. It should influence our language. It should influence our attitudes. And it should be seen by those encounter us. Yeah? Waffled a bit there, sorry. Last bit I want to read is I think it's the last bit I want to read is in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 21 to 28. And this is a prophetic word from God's prophet Ezekiel. It says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land. On the mountains of Israel, there will be one king over all of them. And they will never again be two nations or be divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses. For I will save them from all their sinful backsliding. They'll be different. They'll be changed, and I will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever, and David, my servant, will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant, a promise that goes on forever of peace, I will establish them and increase their numbers, I will put my sanctuary among them forever my dwelling place will be with them, I will be their God and they will be my people then the nations will know that I the Lord make Israel holy when my sanctuary is among them forever, you might read that and go well it's all about Israel it is it's all about Jesus I will make my home with them forever when did that happen? when Jesus came when he died and when he rose again and he left his spirit God made his home in our lives And we choose to say, God, make me holy. And we ask him in. And then we say, God, keep making me holy. God, I need to choose to consecrate myself. I need to choose to put away those things and set myself apart. I need to see something that's wrong and go, do you know what? I'm not going down that path. I need to see something that's that's good. It's no good me wearing this ring and then just saying, I'll behave how I want. Thank you very much. This was Ezekiel's vision for the future. One nation one king, a people who belong and a people who chose to follow God the promises of God in verse 26 of Ezekiel 37 say this in the message, or not in the message version it says in the NIV I will make a covenant of peace with them it will be an everlasting covenant I will establish them and increase their numbers what does that remind you of? God's first words would be fruitful and increasing numbers. It reminds them of Elohim, reminds them of the Creator, reminds them of the Almighty, reminds them of the one who made promises to Abraham, the covenant with Abraham, the, the Almighty El Shaddai. It reminds them that they've been bought, they've been brought back together. This passage, all about Mekadesh, and you might be thinking, Johnny, this is going way over my head. Being made holy is also relevant to all the other parts of God's character. He wants to make his home among them forever. How will people know that God makes people holy when his home is with them forever? If you're a Christian this morning, his home is with you now forever. Yeah, that prophecy is true. His home is with you. He makes us holy through word, spirit, and son. He makes us his dwelling place. You know, we have made several house moves over, the, over our lifetime, you know? Helen and Lawrence, you've just moved recently, haven't you? Is everything really nice and pristine? Yeah? Okay? But the first house we moved into, we had to totally change it. I had to hammer up floors and put them in the front room. We had to pull up bars. We had water coming through plug sockets. We had to totally transform it from the inside out. And do you know what? It was a really nice place to be. But if we just sit in it and work in it and live in it, does it stay perfect and pristine? No, kids come along and write on the walls. People come and live in the house. Sorry, Lindsay, with an Alsatian that, you know, just goes to the beach and then rubs on the wall. You know, people come and move in and steal the Wi-Fi. Who knows? Same with our newest house. In our barn, I had to clear out horses and doves and muck and straw and power wash beams to make it right. God wants to come in today and start a work in you and make you right. He make you holy, because he is holy. But it's no good just stopping there. That's the start of the journey. He can make it new, he can make you new, but we still need work to repair. We still allow things to work on our hearts from the inside. We still need someone to come along and keep doing things, yeah? And we need to make choices ourselves that help us. He chooses us for him. This morning, you are chosen to come out of the messiness of the world and to be part of his light, to come out of darkness into light. Do you know, you can't shoo darkness away. You don't go into a room at night and go, go on, darkness, get out, darkness, go, go, go. You'd look like a nutter, wouldn't you? What do you do to get rid of the darkness? You turn on the light. You let the light flood in. It's the only way. Stop trying to live your life in darkness. Stop trying to make your own way of shooing it out and press the switch and say, God, make me holy and let me consecrate myself. Follow the example of dad. Joel, don't follow my example, follow God's. But actually, the more I allow holiness into my life, then the more Joel could follow my example because the more I will be like God and show his ways. So started with a colander. It separates, which means it's holy and it makes things holy. But also, the colander could represent me because it leaks and it keeps needing. You know, I could never fill this up with water because every time I pour water in, some flows out. Sunday morning, you might be filled every Sunday. But throughout the week, it pours out. We're supposed to. We're supposed to pour out onto other people, but sometimes we leak accidentally. I don't mean... I'm not an advert for a lady here, guys. <laughs> Sorry. But it leaks. It needs to keep being filled and changed, shaped and changed. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14 says, for by one sacrifice... This is really important for those of you... Some people worry about losing their salvation. They think actually, oh... You know, God doesn't love me anymore because I've done this. Hebrews 10 verse 14 says this. For by one sacrifice, that's Jesus, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Yeah? He has made perfect forever those who've chosen to accept Jehovah and Mekadesh, the one who is making you holy. He has begun a good work in you. We'll continue it. But we've got to play our part. We need to stop choosing the dark side. (laughs) Sounds like Star Wars again. We need to stop choosing the darkness. In the Message Version, Ezekiel 37 verse 28 says this, The nations will realize that I, God, make Israel holy when my holy place of worship is established at the center of their lives forever. Holy place of worship is established at the center of your life. Not a position or a building, not in a geographical place but at the center of our lives. Yeah? He wants to make us holy. The choice is actually ours. We're made holy when his worship is established at the center of our lives. Don't just get your ticket and come through the turnstile and go, well, I'm in. You know, the one thing I find really a struggle at Barrow compared to some other football clubs I follow, one, there's a real lack of sound or singing. There's not an awful lot of encouragement. Do you know what I find more often than not? The only time it's noisy, okay, if they score a goal, it's noisy, but the most often, Jeff, would you agree with me, the biggest noise is usually criticism, isn't it? When a referee makes a mistake, then you hear people shouting. When a player does something wrong, then you hear people shouting. They've got the ticket to get through the turnstile, but they're not really playing the part they're supposed to. The away fans come in and they stand out like a sore thumb because they're singing and singing and singing all the way through nearly all the time, even if they're getting beaten. Don't just get your ticket and come in to the kingdom and criticize and make fault and point out and and moan. Come into the kingdom and play your part and say, I'm going to consecrate myself. I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. Why? Because he makes me holy. This morning, has he made you holy? Has he started that journey? And are you continuing that journey by making the choices to consecrate yourself? That's what I ask. That's what he asks. But we must stop and focus on him. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to just share your truth. And I'm sorry if so often... Um, we get distracted or sidetracked. And Father, I pray, Lord, this morning that what has been spoken of of your word, people will take, whether it's the fact that you have chosen and set apart, that you separate us, or whether it's the part that we need to start making choices that show we are set apart, show that we are made holy, or whether, Father God, it's, we've never made that step in the, in the first place. But Father God, help us to be people who don't just settle at the beginning of a journey and stop. But Father, let us run with perseverance the race that you've marked out for us. Father God, I pray for the strength to do that. I pray for the energy to keep going. And I pray, Lord, that you will just show your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.